You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Alright guys, this is the Bench Talk Live. This is where I come live to you once a week and we just shoot the shit. We answer questions. Iron Mike, what's up my friend? He is in the live. We are jamming today. I'm excited to shoot the shit with y'all. First off, before we start, check out these Born to Bench shirts. Don't mind the little protein stain I got here if you're watching us on uh, YouTube Live or Instagram Live. little protein uh, stain there, but, you know, all in good faith. I tried to get it all down, but sometimes it dribbles down the beard a bit, you know. It's, it's hit or miss. But anyways, uh, I've, been, I've been having uh, the MRE protein, and that... Uh, has worked really well for me because I'm, uh, you know, I would always get this like kind of uneasy, like heavy set feeling from having any whey protein. Um, just sluggish, I guess would be the best way to, best way to put it. And, um, I had MRE pro, I had carnivore protein and that stuff tastes awful. And then, uh, Mike Fraser, one of our athletes out in, uh, Long Beach, California, uh, not Long Beach, uh, He's in uh, where Anaheim, I think, and um, he sent me over some MRE protein to try, and I love that stuff. Um, it's awesome, great flavors. Redcon makes it, um, so I got a bunch of that stocked up. I have that every morning. Um, but yeah, check out Born to Bench shirts, BigBenches.com. Got a bunch of apparel over there if you haven't checked out our store. A bunch of equipment. Uh, talking wrist wraps, the the best wrist wraps in the game. Uh, these wrist wraps are super stiff, 36 inch. Uh, this is what I use too. And also elbow sleeves. The best elbow sleeves in the game, by the way, too. Uh, tapered design in the elbow so don't bunch up on you like some of those other elbow sleeves. Um, so that's a go go check that out if you haven't. Born to bench here. Check out the shirts. All right, guys, let's get into it. I got some questions to go over that were sent in the other day, but I'm expecting you guys will be asking some questions too, and we'll just be shooting the shit. You know, I love Tuesdays. I love getting on here and interacting with you guys. Uh, Clinton says he loves his shirt. I love it too, my friend. Thank you. Uh, you can see here I got the city font design on these, so uh, you can see little buildings in the bottom. I think a little cool touch there. Um, got the bend and barbell born to bench. I am going to be going live later today. Again, if anyone cares to watch the live sessions. And my th thinking is that YouTube's liking it so far. I think those who watch my channel regularly on YouTube uh, is liking the workout stuff. Or, I'm sorry, uh, the, the, we're doing that on Facebook. So if you haven't liked our Facebook page, make sure to check that out. But uh, I think you guys have been liking the training. It's been getting a lot of uh, views and comments and things like that. A lot of interaction. So I think you guys have been liking the training when I'm in my bench shirt, uh, seeing that whole deal, getting my thoughts. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about clipping that up uh, just so you can skip through the stuff where nothing's really going on. And then I can actually uh, clip it up. Uh, Mike says from Ontario. Matt says the beard is a flavor saver. Yeah, so Mike's actually from Ontario. California, which threw me off big time at first, Mike, because 
I was like, what the hell? He's, he's not, it's not Ontario, Canada. It's Ontario, California. I thought it was a mistake. Um, kind of like when I saw there's another, uh, it's in Georgia. It's, a, it's another, another state, but, or it's another city, but it's like in the wrong state. It's weird. Uh, Matt says he loves watching the, the benching videos. Uh, his daughter enjoys watching the benching videos with him. Um, yeah, so, oh, in Ontario, Canada here with Robert Pauling there. So, uh, we got representation all over. I'm excited to come up to Canada once this is all over. Uh, the reschedule for that bench clinic is June 27th. So, I'm hoping that we can get up there for then. And, um, that'll be a new funland. So, I know Canada is a very vast place. So, I don't know how close that is, but check it out. Um, anyways, uh, so what was I, what was I talking about? Uh, I don't know. I digress. I digress. So anyways, we're going to get into some questions. Oh, I'm sorry about the training. So I am going to clip up training into um, some parts there just so you can see the bulk of it and uh, get right to the good stuff, the benching, the thoughts. I'm going to clip that up. I'm going to put that on YouTube and uh, see how you guys like it. And if you guys like it, I'll keep doing it. Uh, so then you can go to YouTube and uh, check out all those uh, repeats of it uh, clipped up and stuff. So uh, I'll be doing that probably this week. Also, check out uh, the YouTube. I'm doing a lot of overhaul on it in terms of uh, I added new graphics to the channel, uh, the cover art, things like that. I, I just made it look more presentable. Um, I took away all the playlists, the old playlists. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start designing playlists around specific issues. So, like, if you're looking to my channel to find setup advice... Or if I, if someone asks me and I need to go and search through setup videos on my channel, I'm going to have it all there in a playlist, all the ones that I recommend someone watch. Uh, so I'm overhauling that entire YouTube, all right? Uh, all the playlists are going to be specific to an issue or a or thought on the bench press that you're going to want to dive deeper into. So all the playlists are going to be really relevant to what you want to see when you come to the channel. Uh, and also, I have a new intro video for the channel that's going to be coming out Elvis is working on that and uh, that's kind of like very small kind of little interview type clip of me um, kind of talking about who am I and uh, you know what are my goals with big benches and things like that so uh, I have that little clip as the intro but it's going to be really cool if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel if you're watching now um, for some reason you're not subscribed please do or on Instagram if you haven't seen our YouTube channel check that out all those little clips you see up on on Instagram are actually just clipped up videos that I that I hack up and put the the bulk of the content in there for Instagram. Anyways, guys, let's get to some questions. Let's get to some questions here. I'm going back on Instagram. I think we had some questions come in here. There are just Cyan eighty seven. What pulleys you use on the lat attachment? Uh, I think he's talking about the one specifically behind me. I actually tried to rig it up. If you guys are watching live, I actually tried to rig up another pulley on it. But there's not much space between these crossbars, so it didn't really work out. But uh, I am hopefully maybe going to put this cross member up further up in the rack and then get something for the back, like a nameplate cross member, once um, you know things are actually in stock again, whenever that may be. Uh, so mine shredded my coated cable. Uh, I'm not sure. This is a Spud Ink pulley system, my friend. I'm not sure why it shredded it up. Uh, this is, so I have the wire right here. Yeah, this is coated. This isn't like raw or anything, so it shouldn't really shred. Um, so it's held together pretty well. This one came from Spud Ink. But um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I did have one that was shredding up a bit, but it was just you saw the raw fibers of the steel coming down. So uh, it was probably sooner or later going to happen. But spraying WD-40 regularly on some of that stuff helps a lot. Um, Clinton says, the pause training has helped me a lot. I was just doing touch and go. Thanks for the advice. Uh, absolutely, my friend. And listen, touch and go isn't bad for someone who's just training regularly, just benching because they like it, they enjoy it, they like getting stronger. Uh, it's not a bad thing to do. It's just not ideal to do if you're competitive, uh, if you go to meets because you're uh, made to pause. You're forced to pause. It's part of the rules. So if you don't do that in training, that puts you at a big disadvantage. All right. But there's nothing wrong with touch and go. And if you're just because my viewership is not only just powerlifters, mainly it is. But there are some who just like benching, um, just fans of training, you know, whether it's I wouldn't say really bodybuilders, but just people who are general strength enthusiasts that like going to the gym. And there's really no reason you can't touch and go for them. All right, Iron Mike says, do you have a training shirt and a comp shirt? Do you have it adjusted with stretching often? Uh, that's a great question, my friend. So, yeah, that time you saw me at the Arnold, that's actually my loose shirt. Now, it was my loose shirt then. I only had a couple shirts then, though. Um, pretty much just have a stockpile of SDP shirts now. That shirt is actually a heavily modified size 57, which is weird because uh, it says size 57. They only go in like two, like 52, 54, 56, that kind of increment, the even numbers. But I got this uh, while back, in, someone in Texas, and uh, yeah, I remember I won it on an eBay auction, and he had all this stuff done to it. I've had that shirt since 2016 when I hit my first. I think you were there. You might have been there, Mike, from the first 600 bench I ever hit. And I was at Monster Bench. And um, I had that shirt ever since. But that is my looser shirt. So I do have a looser shirt. And then I have a size 54 SDP, which I did the 820 in. And then I recently just got a size 52 that I'm going to try to break in and use for my next meet where I'm going to be cutting down a little bit. Um, but that's a great question. I, I usually would recommend someone have a looser shirt variant and have a tighter shirt variant, one that they can use in competition, one that they can use to uh, regularly do full range touching and things in. Because you definitely want to, and I've found there to be enormous benefit from training reps in a bet shirt. That's what I've been doing um, past year. I've been doing a lot more of that. And it has helped to pay dividends. I mean, the way I was moving 700 my last training session, uh, that probably would have never been the case prior. Uh, I've gotten stronger, but the reps, getting the reps in, um, and training just like how you would raw, you know. It's not always just singles and boards and things. So I uh, definitely recommend a looser shirt for that because when you go to competition, especially as you advance, you get, get up there, and you can handle tighter bench shirts you realize how much they actually stretch out. And like to the point now where if all factors remain the same, I didn't gain weight or anything, that size 54 shirt probably shot after that last meet. Like by the third, the 820, I had to considerably jack it up a bit more. Um, and I felt the thing stretch after. Like I could feel it was looser when I just, uh, when I got done with the lifting thing. So those SDP shirts, I realizing they do stretch out pretty well for you which 
not necessarily a bad thing, but then as you got constantly get shirts and things if you're not gaining weight. So uh, it, it's kind of a money pit a little bit um, for the SDPs if you're an advanced lifter. But uh, I think the Super Katanas, from my experience, they held a little bit better. Um, they always stayed rather tight. In terms of modifications, uh, I could just get the 54 modified, but um, I just figured I'd add in the 52 and I'll work with that shirt. And then if I want over time, I'll make modifications to the 54 because now I have like a good range of training shirts. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, definitely once you can either get modifications done to a shirt, which is definitely a cheaper option, just buying a new shirt, which could typically be like $300. A-D-Z-H-R-A-C. It's like a spelling bee, my friend. Um, Instagram Live, he says, way to position hands when fitting to tighten a looser bench shirt. Um, So I imagine you're talking about breaking in a bench shirt, and in which case if uh, to, oh, positioning hands. So I don't, I wouldn't change your grip if you're working in a looser bench shirt. It's just a looser bench shirt. Um, if you had a, a closer grip, that is going to put more stretch through the shirt. So I guess if you if you had to tighten it up, you could do that with a grip. But um, I would just look to pull the collar down or just bunch up the triceps to get that shirt's more stretch and just keep your normal grip. Because the thing is, when you start playing around with grips too, that's that's a huge change, especially if you haven't been training like in a closer grip. That's a huge change. You're traveling all this extra range when the lockout's already difficult. Um, so I'll try not to change your grip. I hope that was your question. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let's check in with YouTube here. All right, we got Irvin. Irvin FL. I don't know if that's Florida or what. I'm watching from the Netherlands. Okay. Netherlands representing around here. Uh, Matt says, I'm around 223 pounds normally. Would it be better to try to compete in the 220 division with a cut or not worry and compete in the 242 class? Uh, Traditionally, I will typically recommend just compete as your weight is um, because I wouldn't really recommend the cutting unless you're going for like a big ranking that means a lot to you or you're going to qualify for another event but just doing it to do it I mean it just puts so many more variables into play your process of cutting how you can actually re- refeed yourself and whatnot and recomp and um, get your weight back up it, it just throws so many more wrenches into the into the thing uh, so I would just recommend going in the weight you're at and just having a hell of a meet and if you have room to gain in the, up in that class, then add a little weight. Um, but that that's my general recommendations. Uh, unless you are in sights of qualifying for something or maybe a record that means a lot to you, there has to be a strong reason it is basically the basis behind that. There should be a strong reason but uh, for you wanting to cut. All right, Powerful Poelli. Hey Ben, what's your thoughts on reverse grip benching? I like to mix up my grip a lot and do all sorts of different hand placements. Uh, I think it's great to have variation on a regular basis. I don't do much reverse grip benching. Uh, It's not something I'm opposed to. Uh, I think there is a safety factor to think about for lifters who aren't advanced. 
um, who might not have that lat control because it is going to put my priority into using your back. So uh, I think it's a good way to work around injuries. I think it's a good way to tune and winch your back. Is it something that I personally do or coach? Not really. I've never had any of my lifters do any reverse grip benching. Um, not opposed to it. And it might be something that I, I sprinkle in here and there and see how people do with it. But, um, yeah, I can't really give you too much thoughts on that. But it is a great way to, uh, to mix things up, use the lats more effectively, and, and take your shoulders out of play a little bit more. Mike says, since you're talking about shirts, when would be good? Sorry, goes disappears on me when I'm reading. When would be good to go from raw bench to shirted? Uh, anytime would really be good for someone to, to make a transition. Uh, I never think there's a certain number that you have to reach. There is, uh, I'd say there's more a certain level of competency with the technique that goes into benching because it's not really the, it's, everyone talks about building a strength base, right? You want to have this good strength base, but I think what it should really change to is having a good technique base because what's going to happen when you go into a shirt is everything that I really point out in my videos, all that technical stuff I talk about. Uh, is going to be highlighted like 100%. Like you can't mess this stuff up when you're in the shirt. And it, it's just everything just gets taken up a notch to how focused and dialed in you need to be with it. And if that's not competent yet in the raw work, then if you're transitioning over to a shirt, you're going to have a really rough time. So it's not really a strength base you need to have. It's more of a good technical base. And you could be a 200-pound bencher and look awesome technically and have all your activation in place. Um, and you could be a 400-pound bencher and kind of look like dog shit. So, you know, there's no strength base, I'd say. Uh, it's more you have to have a technical base if you're going to make that transition raw to shirted. All right, what do we got here? Jake Finch, you ever thought about shaving that terrible beard? Um, so I have not decided to shave this yet because this is kind of becoming my my persona people are starting to recognize me from the beard so uh, i'm not looking to shave this anytime soon i might cut a little bit off it um, i do keep the sides down a bit but i am not shaving that anytime soon my friend all right we got nothing on instagram we might go to some questions that came in from ig stories the other day so we got the hybrid hillbilly all right, he says, thoughts on flies, okay? Flies, I think, is great for warming up, and it's great for after workout as a way to flush blood flow into those working muscles and kind of kickstart recovery. So as I talked about, we just did a video last week, I believe we posted that, uh, on flies and my favorite three variations of flies, I love accommodating resistance flies because as opposed to dumbbells, you get a deload in that stretch position. So it's, it's safer uh, because you can really get a good stretch uh, and then you can come up and you get all that weight right when you need it most on that squeeze. So you really hit the chest effectively that way. But I love the flies uh, as again a recovery mechanism and to also warm up so to get blood flow going before warm up to get warm okay so that's where i like flies sip of coffee for the working man <clears throat> 
This is uh, that Cafe Bustelo. Um, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. I can't remember. But um, this is uh, straight uh, heavy coffee here. Got to keep it going in the morning. All right. Uh, at Mike198. How to structure slingshot work for four-week progression um, and as a secondary movement. All right. So he's looking to do slingshot benching. And he's, he's wondering how to structure it as a secondary work throughout a training phase of four weeks. How I would attack that, how I do it with our athletes, it depends on what phase they're in. If they're going towards the, the peaking phase, if they're in that type of phase, the slingshot progression might just be a linear thing like uh, starting off uh, like a three sets of five and, and cut down three sets of four, three sets of three, and just kind of add weight as we're taking away a rep. Or uh, it might be structured more how traditionally our secondary work gets structured. Um, kind of like our accessories where it goes, it's like a wave loading. So you have like a 3x6 or a 3x5. Usually if it's an overload in a slingshot, it's going to be lower rep. So let's say a 3x5. Um, the next week we're going to add a set, so it's going to be like a 4x3. So the goal here is because we cut reps down, we add it in a set. Um, it's going to be more high intense work, meaning we're going to be able to add weight to the bar. Then we're, on week three, we're going to do another three by five. The goal there is to actually handle more weight week three than we did on week one. All right, and then week four is our deload, so it'll be like a two by six, uh, something like that, or might even finish with an AMRAP at a certain weight. So the whole time you're really trying to focus on progressing weight, but uh, the sets and the rep scheme there is the intensity really is wave loaded as we go through that but um, that's uh, the main way we really structure secondary work but depends if it's if it's in the peaking phase usually the slingshot is more for like an indicator lift we're going for an overload max or something to a board um, we're doing something there so I can get an idea of where they're at they can handle the weight that they're going to use at a meet okay we got a question that came in from Jay Sanders, 1231. And if you guys are wondering where I'm getting these questions from, on Monday I post on our Instagram stories one of those question bars and drop a question in there and I'll make sure to hit it here when we do the Bench Talk Live. Okay, at Jay Sanders, 123 says, Best way to test band tension. So, band tension, you can either. Uh, pull the band up however you rig it up because how you rig up bands is going to determine the amount of tension it gives so if you have band pegs if you're wrapping it a bunch of times around the band pegs and then applying it to the bar it's going to hold a lot of tension all right if you're just simply doing a little loop to to uh some band pegs or whatever you're just looping around choking it once putting around the bar it might not be a bunch of tension. So I could take a, the same band and then add more tension by how much I, I choke it up or wrap it around band pegs, things like that. Um, but how I would measure that is either I pull the band up to the height that I would lock out, whether it's a squat, whether it's a bench, uh, pull it up to that height. Um, and I would weigh myself, okay? And then I would also take my body weight at the same time and I would subtract those two values my body weight and then my body weight with that band tension held up 
And the difference there is going to be how much the band tension is applying. The other way you can do it is simply get a luggage scale. And I got mine at, uh, it was like TJ Maxx or Marshalls, and it was seven bucks or something. And uh, I got it hanging up right over there. And all you do, hook the band around that little J hook it has. You just pull the thing up to where lockout would be. And it's going to give you a reading of how much tension is on there. You know, how it does with luggage. You just kind of hold the thing and it'll tell you how much it weighs. So that's a really easy way. Um, you can easily transport that to the gym. And the luggage scale was like seven bucks. As opposed to if you had a weight scale, you know, that could be like 30 bucks. So uh, definitely a luggage scale is the best way to, to measure band tension in my opinion. All right. All right, guys, uh, we got any more questions coming in. I'm enjoying being on here live, shooting the shit with you guys. We got Eddie Bumgartner. When do you start getting into shirts, as in how far out from a competition? Uh, so you're probably going to run into many takes on this. There's going to be some who stay away from bent shirts, predominantly earlier on in the training phase. That would usually be the route that I go. I'm going to do more raw work during this time, uh, slingshot work, that type of stuff. And then I'd say depending on if you already have the shirt you're going to use for that competition, like there's been times where I only needed maybe six weeks just to get accustomed to being in that shirt because I knew it was going to be the one I was going to wear because uh, I think it was my only shirt at the time. Um, but right now, because I have to break in a really aggressive tight bench shirt, uh, I'm probably starting about 12, maybe more weeks out, I believe. We got May. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm starting like 16 weeks out with some shirt of benching uh, because I need a break in this shirt. It's going to take some time. And then you have others who train maybe conjugate style and they're going to have a lot more shirt of benching stuff in there. Uh, not always, but they're predominantly going to shirt bench uh, on a regular basis, you know, whether that's in three-week waves or four weeks, whatever. Um, so some people are just in it more frequently. I have a hard time doing that typically, but now that I'm handling more volume, uh, I think I'm getting more accustomed to it. But I definitely can't do high, high intensity for more than two weeks in a row or else my form starts feeling like it's shattered. Um, I just get a bunch of these overuse injuries. Um, you know, like I'm saying, my forearm feels absolutely destroyed. My elbows start bothering me, things like that. So I try not to go more than two weeks in a row. Not to mention that my nervous system gets fried and, um, you know, I just I have no motivation to train those days if it's a third week. Uh, and I just don't have that mental focus that I need to have. And I don't think that gets touched on enough, having that mental focus when you're in a session. Because if you don't have that focus to what you're doing, you don't have that intensity, you're not going to have a good session. So that's also very important. Matt said, that's where the core or that's where the strength comes from. I'm not sure what he was referring to. We talked about a lot. So... Uh, that was probably a little ways back. Uh, Greg Vigilante, I posted a question about peaking above. All right, I'll make sure I get up there to check that out. Don't want to miss that. Uh, I'm not seeing it here on uh, YouTube, my friend. So if you want to repost it, Greg, uh, I'll be happy to answer that for you. 
All right, and everyone tuning in Instagram Live, if you have any questions, all right, shoot them over my way. Uh, we have Powerful Poeli. When you do a heavy bench, do your lats and quads ACH? Um, I imagine you uh, mean ache, uh, and not really. Uh, the, like I explained it when I was going through my training video, my uh, legs in general, probably when I was doing a lot of the volume, a lot of reps, that was the first thing to burn out was the legs. Uh, not really the upper body, but I fatigued in the legs. Um, it's a lot to hold your position and for that long of a time with that heavy a weight because your legs are driving back. That's everything for me, that, that quote-unquote leg drive. And it's not like in this, this type of way that you think, like getting a huge pop from your legs. It's more just statically holding this drive so I can keep my position. All right, so that is definitely, I consider that an ache, um, but not really a soreness the day later, not like squats, but uh, if your legs are fatigued, you need to be fresh for a bench session. Lats, not really, not really. I'd say it's more from back work, if anything. Um, I mean, everything kind of aches after a heavy bench session. So, Greg, do you still follow the peaking profile that you published to Elite FTS in 2017? Oh, so you've probably been uh, following me for quite some time, Greg. Uh, I probably don't to a T, but probably a lot of the fundamentals of it um are still intact so i probably changed a few things by then uh, i assume you're talking about probably saying something about working down and boards and all that um so it's kind of relatively the same if you took a look at my most recent thing that i put out uh the seven week sure to bench peaking program that's available on our website that uh does have a progression down in boards and it is still wrapped up in knowing what attempts you want to take at the meet and, and progressing down from there. So uh, I'd say, yes, a lot of the fundamentals are, but I changed some ways that we do things. It's based on my experiences my experiences with my athletes. So things are always changing. I mean, nothing's set in stone. I mean, even if you take a look at uh, Sweet Burns constantly evolving the fifth set, coming out with new publications for that, and you see 531, different publications for that, it's like any book right you're always putting out revisions so that would definitely be the case here he says i'm a rob bencher okay so i mean yeah that, that probably hasn't changed a ton either there from a raw set uh standpoint but um i have experimented with some different peaks so uh what i do especially when you're talking about uh, I don't really do raw competition, but what I do for my athletes is there's such a wide variety that I can't pinpoint any particular program that I put out before and say this is what they're doing uh, because literally I'm sitting down and every time I am constantly seeing, okay, what did they do the, the training phase before, what has typically worked, what isn't working well, and everything is just so dialed in individual um, because I still have the capacity to do that. Uh, I'm not completely overwhelmed that um, I'm not able to sit down and really um, have that individual process. So everything I program in for our lifters is highly, highly individual. Um, so nothing's really going to be the same but some fundamental things. 
Matt says, how much do the upper traps play into benching? It seems like mine feel fatigued after benching. Uh, I'd say absolutely uh, plays a huge role, upper traps. And I really found that out in 2019 when I had a huge jump in my bench press from training them more heavily. Because if you think about it, that's really what's bearing the most weight onto the pad. And that's really where you're getting your leverage from the bench. That's where all that weight is being put on that specific point there that traps and you have to hold and maintain that pinch and that tuck and that's all in that same realm of that upper back trap strength so yeah it plays a huge role and i really um saw how much that impacts me last year okay um so yeah huge role there Greg says, thanks, see you at the bench clinic at Fairhaven. Uh, absolutely, my friend, I'm excited to meet you there. Um, we rescheduled that for, I uh, believe, I don't want to give you the wrong date. I think it was August 1st, I think we switched that to. Um, so hopefully everything's good by then. I expect it to be, and we'll have a great bench clinic. That's the thing is, um, you know, a lot of these gatherings, man, the events and stuff, I don't know when they're going to come back. Um, I'm hoping sooner than later, but uh, in terms of the bench clinics, I'm blessed because as long as gyms uh, are open, you know, I think we'll be able to run these no problem, you know, um, because it's all it's all small group and stuff. And, and as long as the gym's open, um, you know, I, I at least can still put on these bench clinics and stuff. And and I love doing that. Uh, I love getting getting to travel around and, and meet new people from different places and uh, see new territory, new gyms. I was just at the Ice House Fit, um, Ice House Fitness in uh, North Dakota right before all this happened. Luckily, I got back just in time before like travel and everything got shut down. But um, I was just out there, and it was a really cool experience. There is like a patch you drive through in Minnesota going to North Dakota. It's like two hours of barren land, but um, it was a really cool experience. I'm excited to get back to that. Um, the same, I went to uh, Texas for a meet for our lifters. Um, Danielle and Libby did a meet in Texas, and um, that was awesome. I love going out to Texas anytime I can. Um, driving by Dallas at night, it was a beautiful city there. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can get back to that sooner than later. And you know, that gives me more content to put out for you guys. So I really enjoy that stuff. Uh, all right, we got any more questions rolling in? I appreciate everyone who's tuned in live and uh, shooting the shoot with me today. Sip of coffee for the work of man. All right, if not, I'm going to wrap this up. Again, I appreciate everyone tuning in live. And um, you know, hopefully you will look to join us in our VIP group because if you want more content from us, um, you want to get some critiques on your videos, that would be the place to go, our VIP membership group. Uh, right now, you might see we're running a home workout contest in there for our group. Uh, that's going along awesome. I'm having a really good time with that. And um, I also want to point out that program templates, you know, all that stuff, that comes with being in the group. So definitely check out our VIP membership group. And I don't want to forget regular dad fitness that he asked above. So I want to make sure I get to your question, my friend. Uh, I'm not sure you're, uh, don't see your question come through here. 
or we're getting a call here. All right. I don't see your question come through, my friend, so if you want to ask it again, I'm sorry, I don't know why it didn't post. But, uh, yeah, any more questions coming in, we're going to shut this down. Next meet, show me a 900-pound. Um, I don't know, way things are feeling really good, so I don't think it's out of the question. But uh depends on how I can break this bench shirt in. So, I mean, that's going to be the deciding factor because right now I don't have people to train with. And that meet is, is coming up. So, end of July, and I need some time to break this shirt in. So, it really depends. Uh, I think if I can get it there, I don't think it's out of the question. But definitely 870 is right now the current goal, unless that gets bumped up by them. Uh, because that would be top 10 at 242, and I'd really like to get into that. Um, so, that's that's the goal. And um, I'm excited today. If you join us live later on today on Facebook, I have uh, the Sabertooth Bench Bar came in the other day, and I'm really excited to play around with this bar, uh, get a feel for it. Made by... Um, Texas barbells here so it's uh, very similar I'd say to the power bar but just constructed uh, more heavy duty a little bit of a thicker bar bigger loading um, collars here so I can fit all my plates on it so just designed to handle more weight um, for when you're benching big which is nice to have we eliminate some of that whip in the bar so um, I'm excited to play around with that today but that will be highlighted in our Facebook live uh, so if you want to join us for that all right, guys, check out the VIP membership. Go to BigBenches.com. I appreciate all of you. I got to run. Got some stuff to do and get ready to bench this afternoon. Uh, probably be earlier than usual, so if you want to tune in, it'll be around 3 or so. But I am going to start clipping that up, putting it on the YouTube. And in general, our YouTube's going to get like really stockpiled with a lot of great playlists and stuff. So uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you check out the playlists once I have them uploaded because um, they're going to attack specific issues. And uh, I'm just really excited for that, the whole revamp of the YouTube channel. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you all. Stay safe out there. And um, please, join us next Tuesday. Join us next Tuesday. Bring your questions. And I'll see you then.